Join Mrs. N, Punky Paul, Crimson Karen and the talent every Monday, 7pm for the New Wave with Newman Show on Radio Northumberland. Hello and welcome to Berwick Speedway's Total Access Show on Radio Northumberland. I'm Scott Frame and joining me this week is my normal trusty co-host Greg Blair. And coming up on tonight's show, we are going to be previewing the Bandits match at Pool, which will kick off around half past seven this evening. Uh, so we can preview that. We'll speak to Rory Slyne. Uh, not live, we have a recorded interview with Rory uh, ahead of that one as he looks to take on his former club this evening in tonight's big match. We'll also preview this week's meetings at Shieldfield Park. Double header at Shieldfield this week as the FTS Bandits and the GHT Bullets take on Plymouth and Bellevue, respectively. Uh, so we've got all that action, plus the best 15 minutes of radio up and down the country. The weekly quiz between myself and Greg as we resume after a three-week hiatus from myself. Uh, we resume our head-to-head battle there, all to play for with the scores level going into this week's quiz. Greg, have you missed me? I have missed you, actually, yes. I don't know if I'll have missed you after the wee quiz later on, but you never know what, what way that's going to fall out. But um, no, I have missed your uh, missed your voice. And have you have you had a nice time? That's the main thing. Yes, we had a good two-week holiday and been over dinner with the family. It was excellent. Um, but I look over, I didn't miss too much Speedway anyway. Um, Not really. We'll, no. we'll, we'll get into that later on in the show. But yeah, it was good to get a it was good to get a break. Uh, and I seen that you had some spills when I was away as well. <laughs> I had a little bit of a spill. Um, something I don't actually like to do, but it was the right thing. I had to withdraw for the meeting. Took a bit of a clatter to the head. Um, and yeah, it was just one of them. Um, it goes to show for anybody who knows helmets and stuff like that the ri helmet that i used has uh has done its job so big thanks to uh marcus at um sds is, that, an- for, is uh, that another pound in the product placement jar yes um <laughs> <laughs> the big shout out to him for uh sorting me out getting me another another helmet and uh and yeah and i've been um was physio last night after uh tweaking my back um so i have uh I, think, I don't know if that's old age or what, but it's ironic that it wasn't through work, it wasn't through speed doing my back. Yeah. It was my, my well, granny I... fell over and I cut the catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, so you, weren't mean... the, you weren't kicking her off a bus, is the nurse name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't kicking her off a bus. I was trying to stop her from putting her one. face off the ground. But <laughs> So I, she's all right. And uh, she's quite, quite back to normal but no I had to go and I got them cups on my back tonight and that was quite a yeah. uh, sorry it's quite a strange str- there's my, my back so I still covered it and it'll take up oh. to a week for that to disappear yeah. you end up looking like a turtle don't you a wee bit aye, aye. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got I've got a bit of a bad back myself to be perfectly honest a, a couple of years ago I slipped four discs in my back and I broke my hip when I was younger so where there's a gap I've ended up with a bit of arthritis between the kind of bottom disc that I slipped, they thought they were going to have to fuse part of my back out and I'll tell you, I don't know when I did it it's not like, see how you've you've just explained like a 
a situation where you can identify where you hurt your back. I I don't know my back just get progressively more painful, and uh, yeah, four four slip discs and they thought you know, they to operate on it. But a good osteopath will go a long way. Highly recommend them. Legends of the world. But anyway, we're boring people here, Greg. Exactly. Everybody's we, got a sore back. I've never yeah, met somebody that hasn't. He? <laughs> yeah, but what I would like to say is, is that obviously you had said there. As a bit of, as a bit of a subject that obviously we'll pick up on here because um I think it's quite prudent in the, the world of sport that we live in at the moment. Uh we we head injuries and stuff like that. I mean you only get one head. Mm-hmm. Um I've got a fair bit of experience in head injuries myself. Um so I I think from my point of view, looking at it as a fan, obviously at the end of end of last season, obviously you maybe rode when you maybe shouldn't have, you admitted that yourself. Uh, with the with the concussion and it only really time is the only healer for concussions and for anybody that didn't know that was why I missed the show three weeks ago because I had a concussion and then Greg's ended up with one so we pretty, I didn't fall off a speedway bike right enough no. and Iron and Board decided to go rogue on me um, <laughs> but anyway right we dig we digress we digress so we are building up at the moment uh, to the Bandits match against Pool, Tough, tough meeting ahead for the boys. Uh, we've seen what Gla- uh, Pool done to Glasgow last week in the BSM final, um, hitting 60 against one of the strongest teams in the league. Uh, but what I would say, to fly a positive on this, Greggy boy, is that away at Oxford and the meeting at Birmingham as well, there was, there was very good signs. Uh, the boys being very competitive away from home. Uh, by when we're going to hear for Rory in a moment, uh, Rory kind of fairly admits that it's the last three heats in each meeting have kind of pretty much dented any chances we had of taking them, um, uh, taking kind of wins away for the meetings. Um, but the, the Oxford kind of performance for me kind of gave me a lot of confidence, Greg. Um, and obviously this, this one, I would say, no pressure going into this for the boys, I'm sure. Fans that are listening to this that are maybe not Berry Capool fans, uh, will have written the bandits off before they even before they even turn up in the Dorset area. Exactly, you know, they would think that they're going to be absolutely hammered. But Oxford, in in my opinion, the way things are going at the moment, I would say that Oxford's probably one of the strongest teams out there just now. Um, and you know, you just have to look at the scores for the other week. I know it was like what was it? Sorry, fifty three thirty seven. Uh, the defeat, but that was after what getting five ones in heat 13, um, heat 13, 14, and then again in 15. Whereas up to that point, you know, the boys were doing were doing fairly decent. You know, you look at the scorecard that I've got in front of me because I'm prepared. Is uh, Rory Slain, you've never known it, eh? paid 12. <laughs> um, and you know, it was to, uh, Thomas Jorgensen, uh, he 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 ended on eight. You know, the, the boys were, the scores were, everything was going all right until the words, towards the end of the meeting. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I've not spoke to lads yet. I still don't know what's happened, but maybe it was just a case of, you know, they were getting outgated towards the end. The Oxford boys maybe know something, a little secret in there, what happens towards the end. Who knows? But all the way through it, I mean, the, you know, looking up to sort of heat 10, um, it was 30, 32-28. There was, you know, there was nothing really in it, um, and I think the way that the way that Rory's been going at the moment, especially going back to his old home track at Pool, um, I think that's something that is is 
given us confidence for for going into there. It's, you know, de- definitely, um, definitely the way that Rory's been riding recently. He seems to have picked up his form, especially and TJ as well. TJ's sort of come back to life, which is a good thing. And then looking at last, you know, sorry, when was that? Monday, I Monday night. Leon Flint's going paid eight at Wolverhampton uh, against Bellevue. Leon's maybe just found his form again. He he looked in some of the footage that I've seen on the on uh, on Eurosport that he was making good gates. And if Leon can get out in front, you know what he's like. He's very hard to tra- uh, track down and pass. So yeah, confidence. I'm I'm confident in the boys. It was good to see as well because on the Eurosport coverage, you you seen all four of Leon's races and when he, he was making gates, but even at that, when he was behind, you seen him battling away and he, he looked to have a lot of speed and that's something that uh, obviously he's he's found it difficult in the in the, the Premiership this season to kind of find that speed, but it's good to see that he's maybe found something that's now working um, for him as well. Um, and yeah, as I say, like, I think the, the, the kind of problem for the boys, the boys that they've had is, is they've not really, the bandits especially, have not spent a lot of time together this season the way everything's worked out. I know I've been kind of harping on about it, but it, the, the fixtures have not have been far from ideal for the, for the bandits boys. And I think they need more time together. And when you look at the kind of run of fixtures that are maybe coming up, I think it's going to do them the world of good. And I do think tonight's meeting uh, against Poole is a bit of a free hit. Keep it as close as you possibly can get. And Berwick's Berwick. We do have a home track advantage there. And I know the boys, for speaking to the majority of them, are kind of desperate to get a run of meetings at home to, to get dialed in to make sure that they're winning week in, week out in front of their home fans as well and being competitive away from home because these bonus points that are coming up, when we look how the, the, the league is now shaping up, top six qualify for the for the for the playoffs if the season is far from done and there's winnable meetings away from home coming up that will be vital even if you're not winning, keep it as tight as you possibly can to get that bonus point because we've seen it with the premiership on, on Monday night as well with the what winning the bonus point actually means now. It, it that yeah. that that point is is so vital. Like it'll be all every single bonus point will be so vital come the end of the season. So it's imperative that we keep it as tight as we possibly can to then uh give people a run for their money at home as well as giving them a run for their money this evening. Um, to to hopefully gain that that kind of that bonus point as well, but there's no doubt about it. It's going to be one of our, one of the toughest meetings of the season tonight. Uh, and wish the boys well down on the the south coast. Gutted that I can't be there. One of my favourite places in the planet. Pool. I'm sure I'll make up for it at some point later on in the season. But um, yeah, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. But ahead of that meeting, we're going to catch up uh, with Rory. We're going to speak about tonight's match. We'll catch up with him about the season that he's had with the Bandits so far as well and catch up with a few different things. So another side of the break, we are going to speak with Rory Slane. For the best in punk and new wave music and the worst in bad behaviour, New Wave with Newman Show, 7pm Monday, 9pm Fridays. At Rory Slime, Berwick Bandits, number one, uh, joining us on Total Access this week. Uh, Rory, big week for the club, obviously, facing one of your old clubs, uh, Pool Pirates, down in Dorset, uh, to what will be tomorrow evening. Uh, looking forward to going back to visit your old club? Ah, for sure. Um, obviously, 
got to go down there a couple of weeks ago for Stevie's uh, testimonial. So uh, it's good to see everyone. And uh, it's always a nice place to go, obviously, Paul. Um, and obviously, I have fond memories there uh, of apparently my last year. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, um, yeah, it was good to go back. But you know, I think this time it'll, you know, it was it was more fun. And to be fair, I'd, I didn't really end that night very well with obviously throwing me back out. But it'll be, uh, it'll, it'll definitely be a different kettle of fish. Uh, be more obviously more competitive. Um, and uh, you, you know, I know what Paul like, especially at home and how they operate how they, you know, expect to win, especially at home. Uh, the fans really get behind them. So it'll, it'll be a very tough meeting. And obviously a team banging form at the moment as well, Rory. Uh, well, you know, they're up there. Uh, I think, are they second, I think, you know, just behind Oxford. So, look, I, and probably probably Oxford have done more meetings. So I would say, Paul, uh, obviously the front runners, um, they got a solid outfit. Uh, I think their, their engine room of the Cook brothers – for sure, yes. Rich and Stevie are, are big heavy hitters, but you know, if one of them have an off night, which is very rare, but you know, you've got when you've got Zach and and, and Benny, you know, they are they, they are solid, and I've watched them improve and and um, turn into quality riders, and so you know, there's not an easy race when you go to pool. Absolutely, and just looking at for the bandits' point of view, it's been a tough old season, Rory. But it's not been held with the kind of fixture last really, year, has it? It's been hard for you guys to gain any sort of momentum at championship level. I know you're racing all over the place, but it's still hard to kind of gain that momentum as a team. Yeah, I think my well, you know, my last home meeting for Berwick was first week of April. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's pretty crazy to think. You know, we're we're in July coming up to middle of July. Um, and I think we've only done what well, maybe in the last two months, two or three, three matches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not ideal. And, and it's funny, you know, because uh, even away, like away riders are asking, you, you know, questioning like you haven't had much racing, you know, for Berwick. And so, yeah, it hasn't been, been ideal. And, and obviously people, like, I think like Connor and, and um, I know, you know, Jonas, we're all we're all racing, obviously in different leagues, but you know to be together and and just be around each other helps. Um, and if you're not only seeing each other maybe once once a month, you know, which is sort of what has been the case in the last two months, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird feeling, really. Normally you're you're busy all the way through the season, so um, hopefully we can get get up get on a bit of a run. I think some good home wins will will, will benefit us. Um, and you know, I think. Look at the result at Oxford. We pushed, you know, Oxford, who are the, one of the top clubs in the league, and we were within four points or something like that with, with three races to go. And um, and I would say we weren't – all of us weren't at our best. So, yes, we, you know, it, it, it bit us in the backside in the last three races. But, you know, I, I look at, you know, if we weren't all firing and we were still pushing someone like Oxford at home. There's something there. Um, I think we just got to get on a bit of a run and uh, hopefully we can build on it from there. I think, uh, just looking at, I don't know your opinion on this, Rory, just for what you're saying is exactly what I was thinking as well, because having watched the, the kind of Birmingham match away from home as well, um, probably, I don't know what riders think, but it seemed like a kind of missed opportunity against Birmingham, having been ahead uh, in the meeting as well. But it's as if the team are just on the cusp of something, really, aren't they? I, I, th- I think so. Um, you know, yes, look, we we know... 
I think deep down we all know we should be doing better, I, you know, myself included. Um, but the one thing I have noticed is that the lads have taken it to heart. Um, some of the results have hurt, especially Birmingham. I think that hurt uh, more so than what happened, you know, at Oxford where we're running close, running close. Um, it just seems at the minute that the lads are trying, it, it, you know, it, with me 23 years in the, in this business, I, you know, I can't fault any lads and not, and not giving it their best. Um, sometimes you just got to take the, the good with the bad and, and, and don't go against the grain and, and hopefully, you know, it'll come to us. I think, you know, if we push it and, and, and lean on it too much, it could, you know, go the other way. So, um, look, I, it's still, we have a lot of meetings in hand. Um, the playoffs are top six, so let's not worry about, you know, having to finish top two or even, you know, top four. End of the day, as long as we get the playoffs, it's still all to play for. So, um, and the attitude is just that, you know, let's let's make sure we make the top six and then we take every meeting um, one at a time. And I think you look at teams in the past, when they've gone on a run going into the playoffs, they're the ones that do really well. So, um, you know, we, we have to be realistic, but also at the same time, I, I think there's something that if we can get on a run, it, it'll come to us. Absolutely. Have you enjoyed your time with the bandits so far, Rory? As you say, it has been the fixtures. The fixtures have been kind of spread out. Maybe you would have liked a wee bit more time with your teammates and around the club and stuff. But have you have you enjoyed your time with the bandits so far? Yeah, well, like like you know, we're just saying it's it's been very weird, a weird feeling to be part of a team, but only like seen the lads two or three times in like the last two months. And um, look, when when we're together, we 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 have a bit of a laugh, but you know, just recently we have been trying to turn that that sort of uh, approach into more seriousness because we know we need to get the results. Um, so. I think, you know, in the weeks are coming, I think you'll probably hopefully see, you know, a different Berwick. Um, Thomas has found a little bit of form um, and uh, even myself obviously finding a bit of form now as well. So um, been obviously better uh, away so far. So I think we just, yeah, I keep going on, but we need more meetings. We need to get some, and winning at home always does confidence well and, and, um, I just think, you know, with obviously hard matches to come, like obviously pull tomorrow, but, you know, I think we can go to pull and not have any expectation. Mm. I, I think that's the best way to approach tomorrow. Like, you know, everyone will write us off, you know, that that's, that's a given. So what's the point of going there and putting all this pressure on yourselves to say, oh, you know, we'll, we'll go there and we'll win. I think we just go there and do our own thing. Um, and surprises have, have, have happened before. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Rory, just to look ahead to the, the weekend, a uh, big match against uh, Plymouth. You mentioned there about getting on our, our run of meetings, uh, getting some wins on, on the board, but none, none so more vital than maybe perhaps, as you say, top six make the playoffs which means that teams that are in and around about is in the, within the league, they're the teams that we, we really need to be taking not just wins but bonus points from as well. So it's imperative to get good wins on the board and that starts come Saturday as well, doesn't it? Well, you know, I'll go back to what Gary said at the beginning of the year, like that is the whole point of the, the, the aggregate bonus point should should benefit us, you know, with a track, like having a home track like Berwick. So, um, look, 
going to be there somewhere about us. Um, obviously got rained off there last week. But you have to take every team with respect. You know, like we've been turned over a few times already at home. So we can't just go there and think, you know, we've got the home track advantage. Clearly we don't because we, you know, we haven't performed the way we should do, you know, especially at home. Um, and that's right from one through to seven. Um, so definitely Saturday, you know, with a big home win, I think that would be morale boosting, not just for the riders, but for the fans as well. Um, and just that, it reignite that sense of belief. I think, you know, just in the club and you're saying, well, you know, season's not over yet. It's far from it, but you know, just to stoke the fire would be nice with a big, big win against Plymouth. Absolutely. And yeah, that would give the guys an immense amount of confidence get into the latter part of the season as well, wouldn't it? I think so. Um, you know, I, I look at Connor, especially at Oxford, Connor rode his socks off and got very little reward, made some good starts. Um, so riders like that and, and obviously uh, hooky as well, um, more meetings are better. You know, keep these keep these young lads on, you know, on the saddle and, um, and, and, and just keep them going to the start line. You know, I, I always say, to get through a, a sticky patch, you know, there's you can't get through it sitting on your backside at home on a settee. You got to get to the start line. You got to, you know, drop the clutch with three other guys and and get through it. So, um, you know, I think, you know, someone like Leon at the minute as well, having uh, riding with him at Wolves. To be fair, the last couple of meetings I have seen a, just a slight change in his temperament, um, especially after the Oxford meeting. He was he was pretty pretty down, but. Yeah, a little bit. His temperament a little bit different, which is good because you know I think you know Leon's the type of guy that if he's 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 dialed and he's happy with his kit, you know he'll score points. So um, uh, we just got to we're just not all clicking. You look through the you know one of us has a good meeting and then four of them an off night. Um, you need three or four guys firing on the same night to to get results, even home or away. For the best in punk and new wave music and the worst in bad behaviour. New Wave with Newman Show, 7pm Monday, 9pm Fridays. So it's good to hear from Rory uh, on Total Access on Radio Northumberland. They're sounding upbeat and it's good to hear him sounding so upbeat as well considering he's had these kind of injury problems um, as he freely admits it's from an injury pre- from a long time ago. Um, is something he loves with day in, day out. Uh, speaking about back issues, as we did earlier on in the show, <laughs> uh, Greg, maybe Rory's is slightly worse than what many, many years were. Uh, but yeah, something that he's obviously got to live with as, as, as well. Um, just to kind of park the, the tonight's match now, we're going to look ahead to the uh, this week's match uh, for the for the uh, for the FTS Bandits. Um, Plymouth uh, make the long journey up. Hopefully, they don't get a rain off after a long journey like that. We all know that that can be treacherous when you travel all the way to Plymouth and then for a rain off. No digs intended. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but tough match. Uh, Plymouth come loaded as well. When we say this every week, there is no bad teams in this division. Uh, when you look at it, there's there's a lot. Of, there's a few guys in there that do really really like the Berwick track as well. And the guys are going to need to be on it after after. A, a wee break from racing at, at Shieldfield. Uh, they're going to need to find their feet pretty quickly against this Plymouth side, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And just, you know, the track will have changed a little bit, especially if the if we get quite a bit of weather. Um, the last time that I was riding it um, at Berwick, 
certainly the grip was working a lot better than I expected. That's how I ended up uh, upside down. But um, I think going into it, the guys will be confident enough with it. The track is spot on the way it's been prepared uh, as of recently. There's not been any complaints. The, 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 the track men are working. You know, a lot of people don't know it, but, you know, they're not just turning up a couple hours before the meeting. They're, you know, track prep will probably start now um, and, and getting it going. And we're wanting to make it a good racetrack. We're wanting to make it a fair racetrack, but we're also wanting that home advantage as well. So, yeah, I think the conference, hopefully, hopefully the conference is going to carry after night's meeting into, uh, into Saturday. And, uh, yeah, the boys can get a boys can get a home win that we, we so desperately need. Absolutely. And as I say, Plymouth is one of the teams that's around about us. Uh, just looking at the kind of where that's going to be to finish maybe fifth or sixth of the league to kind of sneak into the playoffs. Uh, Plymouth is one of the teams like us who have got ambitions of kind of getting in, getting in at that kind of level in the, the playoffs, really. Yep, absolutely. And that is going to be, a, you know, it's going to be playing on each other's minds. Both teams are going to be thinking about that quite a lot, that, that this needs to either stretch the lead or uh, or keep it as tight as possible. Um, that's the way around it's going to go. So, no, I'm, I think it's going to be a battle. All all 15 heats will be a battle and uh, each rider knows what it means. And, you know, these guys want to want to make the playoffs because if your season ends short like that with no playoffs, it's uh, that's you that's you finished for the, for the season, you know, if you've not got another club. Absolutely. And when if you take a look at the kind of the reason I'm kinda of saying that about kind of getting in about the fifth or sixth kind of mark is because when you look at the kind of makeup of the league now, we see it taking shape, really, don't we, Greg? Where we spoke about kind of Oxford when we know uh, the kind of pedigree of pool. Pool's on the road five matches so far, but you'd fully expect them to kind of make the playoffs. But there's about there's five teams in there at least. Uh, there's five teams in there, sorry, uh, between Oxford, Glasgow, Scunthorpe, Pool and Redcar. Uh, that you would expect the fact those five teams to make the playoffs. So you're kind of mm-hmm. looking at uh, the last spot between Birmingham, Edinburgh, Berwick and Plymouth. Um, obviously, as I say, Plymouth is, is one of the teams that are down at the bottom. They've won more matches than the four teams I've just mentioned there. Um, so they really need wins on the board, uh, not just bonus points. They need wins on the board, but uh from the, the Bandits' point of view, they've only rode five matches. Avdels has rode more matches in them, so that there is an advantage really uh, there for the boys. And um, the fate's in their own hands in terms of the playoffs, really. It is, and they have to just keep battling on and doing what they do. And, you know, the other thing that Berwick may have in hand, I, I saw it on, um, I can't remember what, what platform it was on. It was a rider from a team saying, you know, that they've, they, up against Berwick um, and yeah, shouldn't be too much stress and whatever else like that. That's when you start to fall, when you think things are going to be easier than they are. If you, Is that if Anders you... I can't remember if it was, but you know. I've seen a wee preview with Anders before the tonight's match and I was and pretty sure he said something like that. It's, you know, that it's too much confidence and we've seen it before time and time again. If you go in, aye, fair enough, going in with a bit of confidence in what you're doing, but it's Speedway. You never know what's going to happen. And, you know, Berwick's due a bit of luck on their side. So mm-hmm. we have to keep our um, our hopes up and keep our hopes alive for it because, like I said, it's Speedway. Anything can happen. And there is the thing, the, the boys haven't clicked all on the same night either, have they? No. You know, we've had 
say, for example, you look at the scores, TJ's went out, he's had a good night, but then Jonas hasn't had a good night, and then uh, the next again night, TJ's maybe had a bad night, and Jonas has picked it up. If them two start working together, and you know that that's a that's yeah. a meeting that that you're going to win with them going great guns. Um, Rory, he's not really had a had that many bad meetings as of now. You know, at the start of the season, maybe a bit rusty and getting into it. He's going and and like we've said before, just the way that Leon rode uh, on Monday night at Wolverhampton, that's maybe a a confidence thing for us because he's beaten lads in that league that he's going to be you know up against uh, tonight so it's I think at the moment the way I'm seeing things is some of the riders are maybe having a, some confidence issues and there's a, another few handful of riders who are struggling with getting the bikes the way they want them to be and I think when that all clicks together that team is a pretty strong team and yeah, I wouldn't like you know, he, he could go through the whole lot. We've seen what Jai was like the um against Oxford running up the bank and he was brilliant, so fast and smooth. If we've got that Jai on Saturday night, perfect. If we've got you know, if we've got Leon firing like what he was in his uh last couple of races he had at Berwick, perfect. If TJ's going like what he was at Birmingham, I could go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. We could uh, we could hammer Plymouth. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a, a run of meetings at Berry is going to do Leon the world of good. Uh, I think it's something he needs for his own confidence that you mentioned. Definitely. There. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing is, is that when you've had a run of meetings at Berwick, you start to figure out because the tracks, you know, it's the, it's the fastest track in the country. Once you start to figure out how the engine's working or I could do with a little bit more of this or a little bit less of that, you can get your engine set up right, you can get your bike set up right, and you can start to work things out a bit better. And, yeah, that's that's what the boys need. Good running meetings at Berwick. The weather's going to be similar. That's the problem with the start of the season. You've got the cold weather, and then it gets a little bit warmer one night, and then you've got one night where you're needing fog lights on because of the mist. It's uh, it's no easy at Berwick to get the set up right, especially with, with the carburetors. But if we've got the same kind of weather, the same heat, the same, you know, the same temperature... Yeah, I can't see why the boys can't um, sort it out and get going. Absolutely. Um, to kind of park the, the bandits kind of stuff, obviously, as we say, they take on the Plymouth Gladiators on Saturday night. They feature guys like Kyle Hearth, ex-bandit Ben Barker, Richie Worrell. Um, they come with a very strong kind of top three, and we look forward to welcoming all the Plymouth fans. Uh, we've seen a few uh, commenting on the social media uh, over the course of this week. Uh, looking forward to welcoming them uh, to Shieldfield on, on Saturday evening. But of course, that's not the only action that's happening on Saturday night. The, the Bullets uh, will then take on the, the Bellevue Colts. Um, bit of revenge in there for the, get, for the Bullets guys, Greg, considering the first meeting of the season down at, down at Bellevue. Oh, definitely. You know, it was a meeting that was just a disaster uh, for us. Um, we all know how bad that went. Um, I lost two engines. Archie broke a bone. Mason Danny's uh, concussion, I think, Mason got. Mm-hmm. Um, Emble got burnt. And Connor... Did Connor have a bent bike? I think he did, and we had to get that changed over during the meeting. It was just one of them nights. Um, we got absolutely hammered. 
which obviously we were gonna we, we had like half a team uh going out some of the some of the rides there was only uh one representative for the bullets um but no i think that we're uh there's been a little bit of a shuffle round um and I'm very confident in in what the the team that Kev's put together for uh, for Saturday night. I think that's going to be a a good meeting for us, and it's gonna it's it's a bit too late to sort of kickstart the season for us. Um, there's no point hiding that, but we're going to hopefully end this season on a high now. Absolutely. Uh, just to look through the bullet side for Saturday evening, as you mentioned, um, <clears throat> there has been some changes to the bullet side through the course of the season. Um, we've lost a few riders through through injury as well. Um, but obviously we've seen Kieran Douglas coming back into the bullet side. He'll line up in reserve alongside Mason Watson. Uh, that means there's like a wee shuffle in the top five because Steve Boxall comes in for the injured Josh uh, Embleton for the rest of the season. Um, Connor will still be at number one. Jamie Hildare will move up to number two. But that means yourself and uh, Danny Phillips will kind of line up in, in three and four. And that really gives the bullets some strength in the kind of engine room of the side, so to speak. Yeah, you know, my conference for for me and Danny being at three and four is brilliant, you know, because that's that's a number one and five, um, at the, at the three and four uh, there, and I'm just looking forward to plugging away and and you know when when you're when you're three and four is going out and getting them all important five ones, um, that's when it that's when it makes a difference and it kind of makes it a little bit easier for the for the big hitters, um, for their rides as well, um. You know, Mason's been going really well uh, recently. You know, he's he's changed stuff with the bike. Uh, keeps having these silly little slide offs, so and he's going to get a, a whack if he gets <laughs> if he has another one of them on Saturday night. But no, he's he's been going good. And geez, man, that that kid tries. He is trying everything. Um, it's not not for the lack of trying. He's doing everything he can. Uh, you know, Kieran came back. Kieran done his job. Uh, what he was meant to do, he's picking up valuable points. Um, and I think Jamie going in at n- number two uh, is going to be good for him as well. It's going to take a bit of pressure off his shoulders. He had an unlucky meeting uh, last time out. He lost an engine. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be good to have uh, have uh, Steve Boxall, like you said, at, at number five. Um, I think that's going to be a, a, a good rider. I've heard he's been uh, going pretty well in practice so far. So yeah, looking forward to looking forward to getting out on track and and. Um, it's going to be an enjoyable evening. I'm I'm sure of that. Absolutely, and just for for that kind of point of view, obviously, there's only the, the bullets have ridden ten matches out of fourteen uh, for this season. Only one win on the board. Would the guys' kind of mindset be that to to kind of end the season in the high, so to speak? It is. I mean, it is pretty difficult. I'm not, but nobody's getting away for that. As as a bit development, but nothing puts smiles in people's faces like winning races and winning meetings. Yeah, I mean, I'd be the first to say, you know, I've, 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 I came into the, the team, uh, into this season, full of beans. Um, getting a captain in my team, uh, which I was really, really looking forward to doing, and I have enjoyed it. But the fact is, I think it would have been easier if we'd been able to say, like you say, with the development side of things. I think it would have been easier if we could have said, oh, we've been terrible, but at least some of the boys are learning things here and there and and etc cetera, etc cetera. but the fact of the matter is is that we've just lost out just by small margins and it's just been tiny little issues that we've had i mean i was really proud of the boys the way that they, they rode against leicester back at the start of the season um in our second meeting 
they were the league champions when we went out. We gave them a good run for their money. Uh, Melden Hall, we rode a really good meeting there. Again, just missed out. Um, and you know, it's been, it's been a tough, it's been a tough old season for us, and it's been, uh, it's been hard to find the, not say find the motivation, but it's been, it's just been difficult. And I know it's, I know it's certainly it's affected me quite hard. It's um, it's affected Connor quite hard as well because you know we were kind of the guys that should be going out there and pulling off the wins and pulling off the heat 13s and the 15s. And, you know, I know it's a team sport. The meeting that we lost against uh, Melden Hall in heat 15 was uh, was brutal because we went back in after it and we're like, you know, that we should have won that. And, I th- and we, took a lo- we took all that pressure on ourselves. When you look at it, what if such and such hadn't slid off? What if such and such's chain hadn't snapped? But it is difficult when you're when you're riding at the one and five. You do put that pressure on yourself, and I would say that it's maybe uh, it's maybe got to not not our own personal riding because I I think that like personally speaking, I've ridden the best I've ridden um, since my made my comeback. And Connor's been absolutely fantastic the way he's been riding. And yeah, I can see the rest of the boys have progressed, but they've been disappointed in their own personal things with what they've done. But they've not so much been that. You know, not saying they're not bothered about the, the way the teams went, but they're sort of on their development side of things. Um, so yeah, it's just been, it's been tough. But you know, the last four meetings, let's go out, let's go out and enjoy it. We've we've nothing to nothing to lose. So uh, let's chuck the cat among the pigeons, so to speak. Absolutely. I have been, what I would say, uh, just looking at the National League as a whole, Greg, I've been impressed with the kind of quality of the league this season. Um, we know there's a kind of lot of experience within the, the kind of league. We know that. But um, in terms of some of the guys that are, that are coming through and making their development in the sport, um, I think personally, like guys like yourself are invaluable in this league. Um, know there's a lot of kind of chatter around it being a development league and stuff, but people don't develop unless they're getting guidance. And I think when you look through the look through each team, um, there's guys that need the track time. There's guys that are developing well, and there's also guys that are kind of vital to the the progression of the sport. And I would kind of urge fans that look at it and say, "Ah, oh, well, what's a thirty? five or 40 year old doing racing in that league these guys like guys like yourself are invaluable to the the rest of the rest of the team in terms of chatting and i know that myself have been involved uh around about the pits with the kind of bullets guys over the years it's it's you guys are the most vocal in the pits you, like when you get someone like say jamie who dare for talking sake who's full of questions who's quizzing absolutely everything and is a sponge and takes in everything he's, he's kind of he's kind of told you see the the kind of positive impact that that has on it, and I wouldn't I would urge fans not to see it as so black and white uh, as maybe some from and what I laugh at is is it's it's mostly fans who don't watch National League Speedway regularly that's the most critical of it. I would say fans that watch it on a regular basis would really do appreciate the kind of what what it is, and I have been impressed with the kind of quality around the the, the league this year. There's some really really good teams within the league. Uh, you're right enough, and the only thing I could say to anybody who's doubting it is, you imagine, you know, how would you like your house to be built by seven guys who, seven apprentices, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You'd be all right if you had four tradesmen there and, and three apprentices. That's the way it works. You need to have that mixture because uh, you can have your mechanics and you can have like a coach there and 
you know, Kev, Kev's knowledge is, you know, absolutely spot on, but he knows, you know, he will say to us, you know how your bike's working, you know how the track is, you, you know, I can see what's going on, but you have to come out and say things. And that's the way it goes. And all these, all these boys that are in that league, they're, uh, they're, well, who in that league, who, who's one of the older guys in that league that isn't entertaining? You know what I mean? I know. They're, they're all, like, all you have to look at is Lee Compton. People saying, why is Lee Compton in that league? Lee Compton's worth the, worth the entry fee alone when, when he's out going like that. He's brilliant. So yeah, um, just, aye, if you're going to, when John about that, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. Absolutely. When you look at guy, even like Adam Roynan, obviously your BSN kind of colleague, uh, Edinburgh, I think he's been a breath of fresh air to the league in terms of scoring power and what knowledge he can bring to kind of the academy guys. You've also got the kind of, as I said, the other end of the scale where it, like kind of say Workington, you've got a number one in like kind of Connor Bailey, um, who is in this kind of development phase of his career. Um, but still out there kind of scoring points. So there's all these different kind of dynamics going on within the league. And I, I must admit, I do really enjoy the kind of dynamics of the, of the league. And obviously with it being a, a double header, uh, maybe some fans would just want to come for the kind of bandits match, but I would encourage every single person that goes on Saturday night to stay for the bullets match, because if you've never watched National League Speedway before, you'll be pleasantly surprised uh, at the quality that's on show. Um, these aren't, these aren't guys that don't know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. They're just either developing or helping people develop. Um, and it is a big night for the Bullets. We would like to see them getting another another win on the board because at the start of the season, Greg, there was a lot of optimism around the Bullets and how the, the side was built. So it would be nice to finish the season with, with four wins and at the end of the day, that will be the aim. But just looking at the kind of Bellevue kind of side that's coming on, on Saturday night, um, as a team that's essentially full of, full of kind of youth, um, uh-huh. in terms of James Pearson, Matt Marson, Sam Hagen, Freddie Hodder, uh, these are all guys that are in that kind of phase that I was talking about in terms of development in their career. Really, really good riders, and it is going to be it's going to be a tough match for the Bullets. There is no easy matches, as we say, for every single match for the Bandits and Bullets. Um, I know I was kind of hot, I was kind of tongue in cheek when I was saying about um, revenge being in there, but the it's not a foregone conclusion here. The boys are going to need to be on it. That's this is a good Bellevue side. Oh yeah, there's like there's not an easy race for any of our one to seven. We have track advantage, uh, home track advantage, should I say? And you know, and and I guess the other thing is of the the nothing to lose sort of thing. You know, we're we're it's not like a meeting that we need to win. We just want to win it. And I think the want and the need is different. Like totally different, and that that goes across in any sport. Um, we're you know if if we didn't want to win it, we wouldn't we wouldn't be there on Saturday night. You know we would all just went ah you know shelf this. We're done. We're going out there to have a good time, and we're gonna we're gonna show what we can do. And yeah, it's it's something that I want to do. You know because I, I love the club. I love what's happened with the with the bullets. I think it's fantastic, and you know the fans that have gotten behind us brilliant and it's not just for us I think it's the 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 fans deserve to see us get that home win as well which uh, we're going to do on Saturday 
Absolutely, and I would say the pressure's off for the rest of the season as well. Boys can go out there and just enjoy riding their bikes, hopefully get four wins on the board, um, and then it's off to next season after that as well. But we're early days, we're still in July, there's four meetings left. Let's get out there and enjoy every single heat between now and the end of the season, Greg. Um, as you say, tickets are on sale now uh, for Saturday night's double header. You can buy your online tickets at berrickspeedway.com forward slash tickets. You can pay at the gate. Uh, as well, if you would prefer to pay cash on the evening for every online purchase, you'll receive a free program at the gate as well. Uh, if you're buying your tickets online, we'll update uh, everybody uh, week to, uh, when the days fall uh, leading up to Saturday's match um, on the, the Bandit's social media. And obviously, we'll have kind of the result from Pool uh, this, uh, this evening as well. Um, up next, after at the other side of the break, Greg. We are going into the best 15 minutes of radio in the whole of the UK. I would even, I wouldn't even hesitate to say the world. It's me and you in this week's quiz. I can't wait. <laughs> Join Mrs. N, Punky Paul, Crimson Karen, and the talent every Monday, 7 p.m. for the new wave with Newman Show on Radio Northumberland. We are back for Radio Northumberland's best 15 minutes of the week, the Total Access Quiz. Uh, Greg, I think, I think from a three-week break, that we are 3-3 three, three in, th- in quizzes. I think we are. Yeah. I would, aye, I think we are, actually. If or not, we'll call it even just now, and we aye. can take it for here for the rest of the season. So we'll call it three each uh, in quizzes at the moment. Um you are because I've missed you can have the, the choice of gates uh for what you where you want to go. Oh I tell you what, I'll um I'll come out with the first question. I'll hit you with that. Go for it then, buddy. Right, okay. I'll do like the up like there we go. Just getting my quiz in place. Getting these notes out. There we go. Right. <clears throat> where sorry, not where. Reading this wrong. In what year was the first official speedway meeting held in the UK? Oh, in the UK. So we are a hundred years this year, aren't we, for the first ever speedway meeting, which mm-hmm. was in the Maitland showground. Must oh. be impressed with that knowledge. I am a little bit actually. Did <laughs> <laughs> not get a point for it though? No. Okay. Um, right. So that would have been. I'm going to say I'm going to say so if that was say 1923 I'm going to say 1925 ooh it was 1928 but I like the way you worked that out there's that wasn't a bad answer at all I was impressed with that I'm glad still rang though but still wrong anyway right so which track will host the entirety of the 2023 Speedway World Cup? Oh, God. I should know this. I should know this. Um, it's a Polish track. Uh, maybe it's not. I'll oh. Keep poker face here for listeners. <laughs> um, is, it, is it a Polish track or no? I can hear you all shouting in the background. It's no helping. Um, I'm just gonna take a guess and say 
Rotslav. Oh, you lucky, lucky. Oh, was it? <laughs> it was. Oh, absolutely fantastic. There you go. One nil, Greg. A, a point to me. Yeah. Um, Danish rider, ex-SGP rider, Kenneth Bier, made his debut to Newcastle in which year? His British, sorry, his British debut to Newcastle in which year? Uh, I'm going to say 2000 and uh, Nicky was 98. See, I'm, I'm trying to work out these days because they had a steady flow. So you had Nicky, you had Nicky in 1999. There's no danger that Ke- uh, Kenneth Bear was 2000. That would have been more Bjarne Pedersen and stuff like that. It would have been the Aries. I'm going to say 2007. Oh, incorrect. It was 2002. Oh, there you go. That was, that was a crap guess. <laughs> was a crap guess. It was a bit terrible, wasn't it? Right. Rory Schlein has represented six out of the seven Premiership clubs. Which is the odd one out? That are in the Premiership right now? He has represented six of the Premiership teams right now. One of them he hasn't. Which one? One of them he hasn't. Um, I'm going to go with Leicester. Correct. Well done, Greg. Well done. All right, Um, okay. I feel bad for this one. Um, Chris Holder, world champion in 2012. How many Grand Prix has he won in his career? He's won the he's won the British GP twice, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, right, so he must have won quite a few if because that was an era of winning. You had to win quite a lot of Grand Prix to do that. I'm going to say five. Oh, bang on! Well done. Yes. Nailed ah, it. Dancer, on you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in there. I had to get yep. that right to keep myself yep. in it, to be honest. You're on the board. You're on the board. Right. Okay. Uh, just wait, I'll pull my questions up. Right. So, Emil Sai off rode for Coventry in which year? Um, now, uh, um, so I finished racing in 2011 and I can't remember him being in the British Shores when I was riding. So, Remember, I'm going one season. One season, and that one season, I think, was 2015. Nah. Oh, when was it? 2011. Oh. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I said 2011, and all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is gutting. <laughs> um. Also, this one can be fact checked because I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Let's but go I with did, your answer first, and then we can double check, right? But I did, I did research this today, and I can't see anything else. Um, so Robert Lambert has won the British Under Twenty One Championship three times. There's only one other rider that's done that. Who is he? So I think this came up in a quiz previously because right. I'm sure he's a team manager at the moment, and he's only he's one. So we we had a question previously where Simon Stead, Richie Hawkins, and Neil Middleditch are the only team managers that have won it more than once. I think. 
I'm sure it's Simon right. Stead. I'm sure it's Simon Stead. You're correct. That is right. Yeah. Simon Stead. I wasn't going and to drive that out any longer than one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you ever seen eggheads? Yeah. And they drag their <laughs> they drag their answer out. Absolutely, absolutely. I know, but we're going through that whole the eggheads thing where you're going through that process of elimination in your head. We've started to do all that with the quiz. Maybe it's getting a wee bit too serious. There's actually <laughs> nothing to win here, Greg. There's nothing there to win. No, there's not. Okay, I think we sure get you... free entry into the Speedway one week. Oh, all right. Oh, well, I might win this. I might get into the double header this week. <laughs> right, okay. So you are on question four. Ty Wiffenden. His road for which four British clubs contractually signed for four clubs? Can you please repeat the question? Ty Wiffenden, uh-huh. multiple world champion. Yes. British Speedway legend. Uh-huh. His road for four British clubs. So effectively, he signed a contract with four British clubs to ride for them. Uh-huh. So no guest bookings or anything like that. He's road for uh-huh. four British clubs. Name them. Scunthorpe. Yep. Wolverhampton. Yep. Rye House. Yep. So the other three easy ones. Oh. And effectively, this is the question right here. Oh, I am trying my best to rack my brain. He started at Scunthorpe and he went up to Rye House and then he went to then he went to Wolverhampton. So he must have done a season with another club in the top tier. That's quite a tricky one. He must have done a season. When he was younger. So I'll give you a clue. He didn't uh, do a full season with this club. He didn't do a full season with this club. No. Um, going to have to hurry, yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to say Coventry. Nope, it was Poole. In 2007, oh. he rode for two meetings at the end of the season for them. That is a sneaky wee in that. That isn't half. That isn't half. But it brings the scores level going into the last set of questions. Was up against it coming through traffic. On Here you we go. go. On you go. So, in 2021 was the the debut season for the Bullets, and we came all so close to winning the league, but we finished second. Who won the NDL that year? Mildon Hall. Why can't he swear on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I think we might be in for a wee bit of a, a, a tiebreaker here. Oh. Yeah, I think this one's pretty easy. So, Jason Don't Bunyan, Jason uh-huh. Bunyan, and which former world champion won the two thousand and seven Premier League pairs with the Isle of Wight? It can only be Jason Doyle. <laughs> it can't be his Chris Holder. <laughs> oh, more swear words. I can't. That is done. Is see, you are, you had logically thought of everything else in previous questions and you had to jump in at the last minute there. You had a wee twitch at the gate and bang straight through the tapes. Oh, I can't even get on a 15 because I've already had a warning. <laughs> oh, frame comes for 2-0 down to take it 4-3 in the series. <sighs> Greg, react, bit... instant, instant reaction to that one? I'm absolutely devastated with that. Um, just... The pressure got to me. <sighs> I, think frame win, I think Frame wins the main games there. This one's really easy in X, Y, Z. I know. Oh, man. We do We do like the feedback we get on the on the questions as well. We do know that this is uh, 
as a, a lot of listeners' favourite part of the, the, the show and when people listen back on the podcast as well. So if you have any questions for us that you think might stump us in some sort of way, and we can send sign, them to me. Send them to Greg. Send them to Greg. Aye, send them to Greg. That's right. Send them send them on, but don't tell us the answers and we'll try and we'll try and <laughs> investigate. Oh, we'll try them. we'll try work them out. Try and work them out ourselves, aye. Um ah. make sure they're fact checked though. We don't want wrong answers like Greg like Greg does every week. <laughs> once, once. 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 Uh that's that's almost it for a total access show on Radio Northumberland. Don't forget tickets are live for this week's double header. Uh the bandits, the FTS bandits take on the Plymouth Gladiators. Uh while the the GHT Bullets take on the Bellevue Colts at Shieldfield Park. 30 heats of high octane action. Uh keep up to date uh with everything bandits and bullets and the build-up to the match. Uh, on all the social media sites, and we are going live on Saturday evening from around five, half past five, uh, where we're going to introduce a new kind of feature to the Total Access Network, which is the Pit Lane Preview, where we'll be speaking to both Bandits and Bullets guys. We hope to grab a few of the Gladiators guys and a few of the Colts as well uh, as we prepare for a, a, a phenomenal, phenomenal evening of action down at Shieldfield Park and we look forward to seeing you all on Saturday evening. Until next week on Berwick Speedway's Total Access Show on Radio Northumberland. Goodbye.